So this morning we're talking about in-laws, and um, it was something that we wanted to talk about anyway, but whenever we took uh, suggestions from you guys, someone also wrote that down. So we know that it's um, a subject that's always, uh, that would always, always be helpful for us to talk about. So a few, this is Dawn and Kim, they're precious, wonderful treasures of our church. If you don't know them, I say this every week, but if you do not know them, get to know them because they are gifts to um, this church. Years ago, I can't even remember when it was, but in a Bible class, I think it was a marriage class, you and your husband spoke, and I just remember that you talked about having a difficult relationship with in-laws, and so whenever this came up, I was like, we got we to gotta have Dawn. So that's, that's why Dawn is here, and I think she'll probably talk about this, but I think that's, that has uh, put her in the path of being an amazing mother-in-law um, to her um, uh, children and their spouses. And Kim is a mom of three boys and has three daughter-in-laws. And as an outsider looking in, I see how amazing she is to her daughter-in-laws. And she may deny it or say, oh, I'm not, but I, I see it a lot. Um, she's one of my mentors, and so I get to hear about that part of her life often. And so I wanted her to come because she can tell us about um, being a good mother-in-law, being a good daughter-in-law. So that's why these two lovely ladies are here. They have expertise in this subject and field. And so we are so happy to have you. Take it away. Thank you. <laughs> well, thanks for allowing us to be here. And we truly do. I mean, Kim and I met this week for lunch and talked about our different paths that we've had. And it's been very, very different. But um, hopefully we can share something with you that you guys can hang on to and use in your lives because it's it's not always easy I mean we know that I mean it's hard so we're going to start out with the scripture this is one of God's commandments to honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you so Kim's going to start first and then I'll okay I'm a former teacher so I have my notes with my bullet points and everything that's just the way I I don't want to start rambling but um, first of all I do want to thank you for this opportunity because it's made me reflect intentionally about those relationships that, you know, I just kind of go through life and it's just, things just happen and it's made me really stop and think about my relationship with my mother-in-law and my relationship with my daughter-in-law. So um, two quotes I wanted to start with. One is, a mother gives you life, a mother-in-law gives you her life when she gives you her, her son or <coughs> daughter. and. Um, Mother-in-laws are, <clears throat> mother-in-laws are the mother of the man you chose to spend the rest of your life with, the tie that binds us and our mother-in-laws, our husbands, our children, our grandchildren, are likely the strongest earthly, earthly relationships we have. And those are the bonds that tie us with our mother-in-law as our husbands, our children, and grandchildren. So, um, My husband and I both grew up in really close-knit families. Um, we have a lot of the same... We have a lot, of, coming into our marriage, we have a lot of the same traditions, expectations. Um, but when we married, I realized my mother-in-law is a lot different than me. We're, we're just different, a lot of different personality there. Um, I think I learned to appreciate my mother-in-law more, actually, when I became a mother-in-law. Because uh, preparing for this class, 
made me I realize also I probably need to express this to her more because I was talking to my husband about it and he goes, you know, we probably need to tell her that because she has been a very easy mother-in-law. Um, she's not the warm, fuzzy, affectionate type, but um, I have never doubted my love from her. She's always been supportive. Um, she's, to my, in my memory, I can't remember her ever saying an unkind word to me um, about anything. It, um, she's been very supportive of our decisions. And I know that she hasn't always agreed with everything we've done, you know, as far as a married couple or raising our children, but she's never been unkind or um, said anything negative about that. She and my father-in-law are both, um, they're non-interfering, they're non-questioning, but they're very supportive. Um, I've never lived near her, so I've, they've made an effort to visit often, probably more of an effort than we've made a lot of times, but they've been, uh, been here for us all the time. Um, they um, they in, extend invitations for us to tag along on trips with them that have been such a blessing for us and for our children. And she's been an amazing grandparent um, to our three sons. We have never lived close, so when they were young, they would make long drives for school activities, for ball games, uh, you know, any kind of sporting event. They were so supportive. They've loved them well. In fact, my in-laws are 83, both of them. And in August, um, they made a trip to Salt Lake City driving, they don't fly, driving <laughs> to see our oldest and his family to spend time with them. So this just they just have a real sweet relationship with my boys. And um, I think as my boys have gotten older, they have realized that that's really unusual because they have a lot of friends that don't have, they, have, they had both sets of grandparents. My, my dad has passed away now, but they had both sets of grandparents that doted on them as they were growing up. And so, um, so they even are super close to my daughter-in-laws, which is, uh, my mother-in-law is especially, she loves to shop, bless her heart. I mean, and she's from a small town, and when she comes to Nashville, she wears me out. I mean, wears me out, but you know, it's gotten to where she'll call one of the daughter-in-laws. I'm like, just y'all just go. Spend some time together, and I'll just sit back in the recliner for a minute or whatever, you know. But um, she's just very sweet, and she calls them and checks on them and has a great relationship with them. Um, but having said all that, she does drive me crazy sometimes, but um, I'm sure I do her also. I just have to remember that love is patient and kind. So. Okay, well, I have about as opposite a story <laughs> as Kim does. Um, Jeff and I were, I, I grew up in Chicago, a suburb of Chicago, and he grew up in Tennessee. And we met in college and married. And the first time he took me to his house, his dad was holding three squirrels in his hand. And I said, what is that? And he said, dinner. And I thought, I have, I have come to the Beverly Hillbillies. Like, this is the Clampets. I mean, I, I was just blown away. I had no idea. And so I thought, I, I looked at Jeff and I said, I'm not eating squirrels. <laughs> and, um, and I didn't have to eat squirrels. He said, Dad, I think we're going to go. And, you know, but whatever. So anyways, when, uh, when Jeff and I decided to get married, his mom was... Um, she uh, she really overstepped her boundaries a lot. The fir first thing she told me when we were engaged was that I was not going to move her son away from Nashville 
that that would never happen. And at that point, I was like, you know, I probably need to kind of set set this straight, which, I mean, this is hard. I'm, you know, 23 years old, and and I'm getting married for the first time, and I have no idea really how to handle this woman. But I said, you know, when we get married, I mean, it's going to be up to us as to where we choose to live. And not saying that we won't live in Nashville, but you aren't really in charge of where we're going to live. And I mean, I was kind and I was nice, but at the same time, I was like, She's, she doesn't get to tell us what we're going to do from here on out. And um, so that went fine. And then we, we got married. They came to Chicago for our wedding. Uh, my husband's grandmother, I mean, she, she was just so rude to my family. I, I couldn't even believe it. I mean, they, it was just like a nightmare. My parents were like, what in the world, you know? Um, but anyways, I, I assured them that Jeff, out of this crazy family, he was a good one. And he is a good one. I mean, they really had to trust me on it, though, because it, it did not appear that way. So um, anyways, we married. And then she began, like, after I had Alicia, Alicia was born with club feet. And she was a nurse and worked for an orthopedic surgeon, and she decided she was going to bring her doctor in on her case without my permission. And I was just like, that does not get to happen, you know. I mean, and I ended up, Jeff and I ended up going and talking to her doctor and saying, you know, we really have been advised that there's a doctor at Vanderbilt who has dealt a lot more with club feet than you have, and, and he was very kind and let us do that. She also took my, grand, my daughter to get her ears pierced without my permission. I mean, just stuff like this. And I'm just like, seriously? I mean, who would even think? To, these are things you would never do as a mother-in-law. And so, um, but from the very beginning, um, my mother-in-law, she didn't, she didn't like me, A, because I was a northern girl. She just didn't like that about me. She didn't like the fact that I was taking her little boy away from her, which he wasn't even really that close to her, but, I mean, just whatever. And, um, and then she just, um, she just kind of, like my first Christmas, I got five cookbooks from her family because she didn't think I knew how to cook. I mean, she just did really mean things. I mean, just downright mean. So I just had a decision to make. I mean, like... This lady is my mother-in-law. Um, I obviously we're not going to have a great relationship, and I really wanted that because my mom didn't live here. You know, I was away from my mom, and I thought this could have been a good thing if we could have gotten along with each other. But um, that didn't look like that was going to happen. So I just I just had to make my mind up that I was going to kind of take that higher road. I thought I'm going to try in my best to honor her and to love her. And if she chooses not to, to return that, I mean, I was so thankful that my self-esteem, I knew that I was a good, I knew I was a good wife to her son, and I knew I was a good mother to her grandchildren. And she really didn't have any reason to, to dislike me so quickly like she did. But, um, and so I just had to continue to look. I mean, Jeff would li literally look at me and say, why do you call her? Well, I call her because it's the right thing to do. I need to call her. I need to check on her. I took care of her when she was sick. I mean, I just, 
I just felt like that, and, and plus she wasn't a Christian. So, I mean, I, that was the model that we needed to have with her, that even through all that, and I mean, until her dying day, she still never liked me. But you know what? When she died, I have no regrets because I feel like I did the best I could with what I had. And I just, I really came to realize that she was just hurting and, you know, hurt people hurt people. And sometimes that's a hard thing to understand when you're on the hurting side of it. But, um, you know, I just, I just kind of had to make the best of it. And although um, we never became great friends, I feel like, I mean, we lived peacefully. You know, I didn't not let her see my kids. I didn't you know, do any of that stuff, but I, I was on top of visits, you know, I mean, after she took her, my daughter to have her ears pierced, I was like, that's not your decision, that's like our decision, and I mean, it was hard, because Jeff's dad was an alcoholic, so we, we made a decision as a couple that we did not want our children to be around that a lot, so, you know, they didn't spend the night with them, or do anything, but yet, they were somewhat nothing like what what you experienced here so that's the time when you say you know what when i get to do this when i get to be a mother-in-law i'm gonna do it a lot different and so i i mean my in-laws i cherish i always say i have four children two i birthed and two i got to adopt and that's how exactly how i feel about them and we have wonderful relationships with them i never ever would make a decision like to pierce the ears or do, I mean, I would, I mean, I want, I'm like, do you want me to rock them to sleep at night, you know, when they were babies, like they're sleep training, can I do that? You know, I mean, I was, I like went overboard to try to make sure that I did the right thing. So um, I think sometimes as, as tough as it is, I think you just have to take that higher road and know that God will bless it in the long run. And I feel like just the blessing of not feeling guilty when she passed away was the blessing for me that that I kind of had done something that was okay in his eyes, you know. So, yeah. Okay. So we're going to move to daughter-in-laws, or or in my case, daughter-in-laws, my in-laws, uh, my children's spouses. So. Um, <clears throat> Having three sons, I was beyond thrilled when they began to marry and bring girls into the family. I was just like, oh, this is just going to be heaven. I never had bought anything pink or, you know, done any. I mean, my boys always laughed. They said, you always, their stockings are always better than ours at Christmas. I'm like, because they're just so, so easy to easy. buy for and they're just so much fun. So. But um, when I prayed for my daughter-in-laws, I prayed um, specifically for um daughter-in-laws that love the Lord above all and love my sons unconditionally. Someone I could develop a close relationship with and speak freely and someone who enjoyed spending time with me and and I enjoyed spending time with them. And um, my prayers were answered. I love my three daughter-in-laws just like they're my own, like Dawn said. I feel like they're my own. Uh, from my perspective, I think we have a great relationship. I don't know. I mean, none of them are in here, thank goodness. But, um, but I feel like we have a um, good relationship. But having three daughter-in-laws, they all come from three totally different environments, too. Um, like different life circumstances. I have one daughter-in-law. 
who has a very healthy relationship with her family, and it's a blessing. I mean, I, I love them. She spends lots of time with them. Um, the other two don't see their families quite as often. I have one daughter-in-law who has a, a somewhat strained relationship with her family and one who lost her mother in college, and so there's that void in her life. So, I'm, you know, you're just trying to deal with the different personalities, and that's what has been most challenging for me with them is just trying to figure out, you know, who needs what and when and all that. Um, two of ours live here in Nashville and have ever since they've married my sons. One, our oldest, he lived in Texas, and they have recently, well, about a year ago, moved to Salt Lake City, Utah. So they have never lived close, and so um, that presents different challenges, just trying to make sure that bond is the same. I mean, when they come in town, you know, it's like, it's a family reunion. I mean, you know, it's not just them at the house. Everybody's at the house for as long as they're there because they want to be with them also. Mm -hmm. So it's, um, it's sweet to watch all that, but I do want to, having a relationship with grandchildren that far away is, you know, it's just, you just have to be so intentional about that. Um, all three of my daughter-in-laws have very different personalities as well as different backgrounds. Um, so I'm learning and uh, learned and still learning um, how to navigate each of those relationships, uh, what their love languages are, what support they need from me, what gifts they have, um, how much is too much as far as time or whatever. In fact, um, it was so interesting when our youngest son married, he was the last one to marry, and um, they were maybe a year into their marriage, I don't know, they said they wanted to come over and talk, and I was like, okay, you know, and we were like, oh, well, I wonder what this is, you know? <laughs> and they were like, you know, y'all just don't ask enough questions. You're just not, you know, we just need you. And I was like, what? I mean, I was like, I was so afraid we were, you know, because being in the same town, like, I always want to have family dinner. I always want to go, you know, y'all come go do this with us. So I try and be, and when they say no to that, I try not to get my feelings hurt. <laughs> and my husband's real good about, don't worry. I mean, you're busy, you know, but I'm like, I didn't want to go to, you know, Chipotle tonight. <laughs> so, um, but I realized early on that um, my family that we created, Art and I, didn't look like my my family I grew, grew up in, or his exactly, and our kids aren't going to look exactly like our families either, or our, you know, what we think they should look like. Um, and that, that's especially when grandchildren come into the picture too. I have now um, five grandchildren, three boys. We had those three boys for a long time before we got a granddaughter. <laughs> but we've gotten two within the last year, so we're so excited about that. But. Um, I just try and be supportive of them with um, words of affirmation and just, you know, their parenting styles are a little bit different. And I think um, they, you know, I don't agree with everything that they do, but I know my parents didn't agree with everything we did and my in-laws didn't. But what I do see is them trying, you know, they, they're learning just like we learned, you know. And I think the, the times that I have to bite my tongue the hardest is when I see them going down a path that I've already been down. And I just want to say, let me just tell you, this does not matter in the long run. You're not going to worry about this, you know, 10 years from now or whatever. Or uh, if I see them making um, a mistake that I made and I'm like, you know, if you do it. But I just can't because I feel like 
when I do that, I could be robbing them of the opportunity that God has placed in front of them to learn, to grow, um, just all kinds of different things. So I just have to bite my tongue on that. So, and I'm not saying I do a great job, but I, I work on that constantly, trying to keep my mouth closed. But um, I try to be slow to give unsolicited advice. And um, a lot of times they will come and ask, but a lot of times they don't. And I'm, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking I might could have helped with that situation, but <laughs> that's not my place as a mother-in-law. My, I'm just here to support and encourage. And um, my sister-in-law was talking to her recently, and she said, you know, her kids were going on a long trip and leaving their children for several weeks, you know, like a couple weeks. And she was like, you know, I'm just here to say, y'all go have a great time and I'll take care of the kids because it doesn't matter if I think it's, they're going. So why would I cause friction? You know, I just need to be there to support and say, I'm here for your kids. I'll be, you know, able to keep them. And I thought that is, that's a really good way to look at it. You know, it's just be supportive like that. Um, my goal, although it's not always met, is just to show grace in every situation, even in the worst situations that I, as I see the worst and guard my tongue and uh, to offer that love and forgiveness freely. Um, in fact, my daughter-in-laws have taught me a lot about that. Just, just things, they've done, they've done a better job in so many ways than I did. And I feel like your whole generation is so intentional about parenting. I was just like, okay, come on. I mean, we're just on this ride. And you know, I didn't read a lot of books. I didn't, have the, I didn't feel like I had the support that you all have. And just like this class, I mean, even this class getting together and talk through things, it's just so wonderful to see you all go through that because I didn't feel like I, I had that, you know, as a young mom or a young mother-in-law or what, uh, dealing with my mother-in-law or at, when I was newly married. So, and just a few traditions that we have tried to encourage with our children that I feel like have helped, hopefully, our relationship with them is um, we've always encouraged our children to rotate holidays. And you know, learning to share is hard, even as an adult, <laughs> you know, when it's time for Christmas, you like everybody at home for Christmas, but they, we alternate Thanksgiving and Christmases with our in-laws because none of their in-laws live here in town or live close. So, um, so they go to Thanksgiving, if they're at Thanksgiving at their in-laws house, they're at our house for Christmas and we, t we rotate every year. Um, we always try and call before we drop by and see if it's a good time, even if we just want to drop something off, you know, on the front porch and hopefully get a glimpse, you know, and see, <laughs> see the grandkids or whatever, you know, but we always call um, uh, once a month for our in-town uh, children. And when we go visit our out-of-town children, we, we try and do this one of the nights we're there. We always encourage them to take a date night and let us have the kids and, and even have them for overnight, you know, if, if they, if it, fits with their schedule. Um, we do a family vacation every other year. We started out doing one every year, and then it just dawned on, I'll just have to be honest, my husband, not me, because I was happy <laughs> doing one every year, but he was like, you know, they only get so many weeks of vacation a year, so why don't we do it every other year in that off year, they could have that week to do something with their in-laws. And I was like, well, that's a really good idea. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, we do, and, and it's fun. We look forward to our time. We have um, KK and Popsy week every summer, and the kids come, and well, I say come, two, I mean, three live here now, but the others come, and um, we just do a little short trip, you know, about two days maybe somewhere, and then just spend time here, and. 
it's so funny. We plan all this stuff, and our one from Utah that comes in, uh, the, the girl hasn't come in. She's just our granddaughter. She's still so tiny. But when he comes in, his favorite thing to do, I plan all this stuff, is to go to Ellington and play in the creek out there. And he just, I mean, he puts his bathing suit on, and they're just in the creek, just playing. I mean, that's their favorite thing to do, so it doesn't have to be some big elaborate thing. But, but they just enjoy the simple things. And um, we do have family dinners every other Sunday night. And that's, um, that's just a good time to catch up with them. Even if we see them during the week, it's like at a, at, at a ball game or they run by to pick up a tool they need to borrow or, you know, some, and this, that's just a good time to have um, family time around the table and just um, kind of catch up. So um, it's just a blessing. It's been a blessing to watch our children grow in their marriage and um, raise their children because I just I feel like they all three chose wisely and they chose they chose women that compliment them so I'm very thankful for those relationships mm-hmm. well we do a lot of the same things I mean we talked about this um, uh, I have a, a daughter is my oldest and, and then a son and so I have a son-in-law and a daughter-in-law and my uh, daughter and son-in-law were church planters in New Jersey. So when they married, they moved 14 hours away from us. And I didn't tell them not to. That I was gonna <laughs> um, although it was hard. It was hard to, to send them off so far away and after our first grandchildren were born. But, you know, as, as a grandmother, I just decided, <coughs> God, it's just amazing how God blesses things along the way. Right as, right as soon as my granddaughter was born, Southwest Airlines started flying to New Jersey. To, well, they were going to Philadelphia, which was close to New Jersey. And it was $34 each way. This grandma was buying tickets, <laughs> lots of tickets. And my son-in-law was like, you're coming again? <laughs> um, but anyways, when she was born, the, well, one of the sweetest things, I think, when my daughter and son-in-law were getting married, my son-in-law came to me and said, my parents are coming here to help you know, plan with the rehearsal dinner and I would love for them to stay with you all. And I said, that would be awesome, let's do it. And my friends are like, what? You're having some people you don't even know come And I'm like, what a better way to get to know them. And so that was such a great time and it was such a good start for us to be like really friends with his family as well as ours. And I, I just was glad he had asked us that because I probably wouldn't have thought of that. Um, and then when I was ha- when Alicia was uh, was having Zoe, I told him, Zoe, I, I said, I mean, I told Alicia, I said, I don't know how long you want me to come and stay. She's like, Mom, I'm kind of thinking two weeks, and I'm like, that's great. And Carl's like, two weeks. <laughs> and but I mean, that was such a good time for us, even though it was stressful with the baby. I mean, we just really bonded with each other then, and and we've got a, such a great relationship. My daughter, um, I, and I feel like this too, t- difference in having sons. My daughter says, Mom, I know you're going to give me the, your opinion whether I ask you for it or not. <laughs> my daughter-in-law, I don't always give my opinion unless she asks me for it. But um, with her, I'm a little more lenient. Um, but anyways, and my daughter-in-law, I think one of the biggest compliments she ever gave me, she said, you know, you have just raised two great kids. And she said, I really want your help in raising our children. And I thought that was such an honor for her to say that to me. And although I don't ever stand in the way of what they're doing or whatever, if, if I'm asked about something, I am happy to pitch in. Um, 
I was working up until last year I retired and but I told her I said I really want to be involved and pick up at school so I picked my grandkids up one day a week at school and bring them home and now that I'm retired I can do that more often but um, we too do a family vacation we do it every other year for the exact same reason we said that way but actually their other families get to have it but in the end we get to go on a vacation that's what we do on our off year <laughs> and really have a vacation because that week is like my favorite week of the entire two years but it's not a vacation it's, it's a lot of hard work and a lot of fun but we love that and um, so we've done that our holiday situation I told Jeff when we got married I'm like you know we're gonna be living here with your family so like if we could go and do holidays with my family that would be great and he was total agreement with that. Of course, his family for Christmas, they went hunting. And I'm like, hunting on Christmas? And he's like, yeah, that's, that's what we do. And I'm like, mm, that's not what we're going to do. <laughs> we're not going to go hunting on Christmas. So, um, and we did that. So, I mean, we didn't always go for both holidays, but we went a lot of holidays because we had time off of work and whatnot. And that worked well. Um, my parents... My, it's so funny because my, my mom was going to name me Jeff if I was a boy. And so when we got married, it was like, I get my Jeff. And I mean, they have loved him like he's their own. So that, that's been great. He was so close to them. Um, we do, um, I, I am not, I, I haven't done the family meal thing. That's, it's hard because my, my kids that are here, I, we have five grandchildren too, three here, two that are now in Arkansas, but um, they're super picky eaters. <laughs> and it's super hard to figure out like what to feed them. And so it's, that's, been, that's been tough. Because I, I mean, I kind of grew up like, this is what's for dinner. I don't have, I'm working, I don't have time to fix three things for three different people. This is it, either eat or you can eat tomorrow. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but it's different when you're a grandmother. You know, you kind of don't, I'm like, oh, well, let me, what can I get <laughs> So that, that's kind of been harder. But, um, yes, I know, it's so hard. But anyways, I, I have been so blessed by both of my my son-in-law and my daughter-in-law. I'm so thankful. Um, you know, as a mom, you pray for those, those spouses for many years, and when you get to see them, and I'm telling you, nothing blesses me than watching them be parents to their children. I mean, it's just such a blessing to watch them love their kids and, and bless them. So um, we do want to open it up for some questions, if you guys have any. Not that we're experts on this stuff, but happy to tried to. I was just going to ask um, about how maybe you communicate with your husband about things that um, diff like difficulties with your with his mother. Um, you know, I, I think sometimes my husband and I, I don't always know how to approach that well or like, you know, it's like a delicate thing and anyway, I'd love some input on like how do we talk about something that he's grown up with that he thinks is maybe normal or typical or whatever, and I want to do something different. Kind of like going hunting on Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it is because it's so hard when you come from completely different backgrounds to, to find that. And I think the thing that we tried to do was to just find that what was going to work for us and then not really, you know, try to please everybody else, but just get something that's good. 
Now, my husband was totally on my side with his mom because he he knew how she was, and so I never really had to. He would he would more say to me like, why why, <laughs> you know. So I didn't really have to do that. But uh, as far as other things like holidays and you know like even disciplining our children like you know it was like whatever you want to do whatever time you want to come in and I'm like the street lights are on you're coming home at my how I grew up and so it was different and then my kids quickly learned dad's a pushover mom's gonna be the one that's you know and so you have to be on the same team that's so important to be on the same team I would say that and I think I think the longer you're married to, the easier it gets to talk about stuff like that because it, it is kind of a touchy situation at first, but, but you know, it's all done out of um, love for them and wanting your relationship with them not to be damaged and you want to, your husband and you to be on the same page. So I would just encourage you to just, mm-hmm. you know, don't hold it in. I think it's worse when you harbor it in your heart and not and you don't speak about it, then that can cause resent, you know, resentment. Mm-hmm. So I would just encourage you to just talk it through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just going to say, I don't know everyone's mother-in-law situations in here. Um, <clears throat> well, if you know me, well, <laughs> she's got, she's, she's a whole other story. Um, but I was going to say, like, these two women are there are like the, the, the like the gold standard for mother in law. So they're like, oh my god, like I feel like I, I'm struggling here. I need these two. Oh like clearly Tim Woods has already done work for me, my family, just like casually than my mother oh mother in law ever has in her entire like our fifteen year marriage. But anyways, <clears throat> I was gonna say that um, you can find like kind of like a replacement to be a mother-in-law you're going to be a different kind of mother-in-law you know I mean that's the thing you're gonna you're gonna have people that's the thing about God God puts people in our lives who you get to model after and learn from and you know that's that's part of the joy of being a Christian Mm-hmm. And there's a broken piece of something, and that's why. So acknowledging that out loud mm-hmm. also seems to balance that message. Mm-hmm. In my and so. I would encourage you. I 
what Sarah said, seek out people because, I mean, goodness, <coughs> the church is so blessed with, with women that would be more than happy to mentor or to have lunch and talk through things or whatever. Because even though I had a great mother-in-law and, and a good mother, um, they, I never lived near them. You know, when ever, I mean, my mother-in-law's here now in an assisted living because we moved her here, but I've never lived in the same town with either of them. So um, I did on a daily basis, you know, I couldn't call them every day if I had something, but I did have friends or, or older women that I was able to talk to, and that was a blessing. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes yeah. we need to remember that, you know, mother-in-law's, this is new to them too, mm -hmm. and so, hearing y'all talk about it. I mean, I remember when I married uh, a man that had two brothers, so there were three boys. So my mother-in-law was a mother of three boys. And all of a sudden, you know, there's girls mix and she's right. very strong personality, wonderful about everything. But just, you know, she was used to kind of running the roots. Mm -hmm. And so there, you know, there were, and we both have very, both have a, of us have very strong personality. So, you know, there were a few years that was a little, you know, a little challenging, mm -hmm. but, you know, we learned, you know, we right. learned um, about our personalities and what worked and what didn't. And, you know, now, I mean, she's one, she's probably one of my best friends and I can, I'm just as close to her as I am my own mother. And, yeah. you know, we've talked about how things were difficult before and it's mm -hmm. like, you know, so, I mean, I think every situation's different, yeah. and every personality is different, and sometimes it starts off bad, it ends bad. Yeah. But, but sometimes, you know, we're learning to be moms. They're learning to be, right. you know, mother-in-laws, and and uh, figure out how they can fit in others' lives, you know, yeah. kids' lives and daughter-in-laws' lives. So, I don't know. I have two girls, so I, you know, I'll just. I think it'll be a little bit easier because yeah. I think oh. hard women, you know. Yeah, it's definitely easier. I'm a girl yeah. side. But anyways, I just that's kind of like my story. Is things I remember. Mm -hmm. you know, we, we both had strong personalities, and we had to figure that. And I've known her my whole life too. Yeah. So, oh. um, yeah. Yeah. And so it how is. How do you present? Oh. oh, like the rivalry of like strong personalities. Who gets to host Christmas if both want to host? Like, how do you manage? Oh. You mean if everybody's in town, like like if both of your mother and your mother-in-law want to host Christmas, no, or like me and mothers. Oh, oh, okay, I got you. That two parties. I say go for it. That's what I was thinking. I've never had one offer something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Now, my daughter-in-law has hosted Christmas, and basically, they have a much bigger home than we have. So, I mean, to have, my family is 21 people, and um, my mom and dad always hosted it, but after my dad passed away and mom moved into independent living, um, then we had a new host, and I hosted it the first year, but then she's like, you know, we have a much bigger house. I'm happy to host it. I'm like, I'm happy to cook, whatever, <laughs> do whatever. Yeah. Like, no, Christmas is mine. Oh. And so, and so many of you guys might know my mother. She's so helpful in so many areas because we really love. Because yeah. I want to be involved. I want to host. And right. I want to play a part in yeah. what she views as her Christmas. Right. So, 
every year it's the same thing, you know, yeah. and I don't know how to, do I just let it go even though it's important? Well, the good thing is your day's coming when she's not going to be able to host. And that's... <laughs> yeah, you got a while, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I would, I would, I'm like Kim. I'd be like, you sure? I mean, I was like, when Eve offered, I'm like, go for it. Well, would, I think well, I would offer, I, I think I would remind her. Like our kids here, I mean, they don't come spend the night at my house, you know, Christmas Eve, if it's our Christmas mm. to have them. They don't come over first thing in the morning, you know. I mean, I, we kind of like, that's their, that's their Christmas yeah. time. We had that with our mm -hmm. boys, you know, and we've done that, and now it's their turn. But they come over later, so I don't, yeah. I mean, could you... I don't know. I have you... tried everything. It's yeah. just more of, and what bothers me is it's like she's used to ruling the roost when it comes to the holidays. Right. Yeah. And I just want, I want her to make room for me. That's it. Yeah. Knowing that we love to do it, we have the space to accommodate. I mean, I love hosting. Could you do, could you host Christmas breakfast? Christmas? Um, we have two events for each side of the family. Okay. Oh, okay. I have offered. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, and it's just because Christmas is important, and I get it. Yeah. I don't know, but it's important to me, too. Yeah. And it somehow, I think, makes me feel like, you know, I'm not a kid. I'm right. years old. We're yeah. Like, yeah, I want to, I mean, we can host. If you were my daughter-in-law, you'd be in. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it rubs me the wrong way, too, yeah. Right, yeah. I've never missed a watch. I think if they'll stop, they will respect you for staying. If she's that strong in a few years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a few years. We've been having this fight for about three years. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, was, I don't know your mother in law, but I'm wondering if you could just say, you know, yeah. this year we've decided to do breakfast as a family at our house. And if y'all want to come join us, yes. that's great. Yeah. But if not, we'll see you later in the day or something yeah. and just kind of open the invitation, but just yeah. say, this is what we're going to do this year. I mean, I don't know. I don't know your mother-in-law, but. But I have. I've tried. It's just, this is the big source of frustration. Yeah. And it's just, unfortunately, there's just a lot of pressure around the holidays. I know there's a lot of families, but I mean, this so predates me and my husband. <laughs> Stand the holidays on my husband. You know Yeah. We were laughing over here. 
here and we're like, are we going to do this about parents? Because my in-laws are fine. <laughs> but no, but I think something, thing about that and just like, and boundaries, and I think just embracing, I think it's hard. I speak for parents because my, like I said, my in-laws are yeah. different. It's a different ballgame. They're a little older. It's a different type of relationship. But um, kind of finding, finding a new normal, like for them and you, like, my mom or my mother-in-law but wanted Christmas to look this way because they always did it and we're like well it's not going to look that way so yeah. what can we do so like ours is like they love waking up to kids on Christmas and like okay yeah but we're going to spend the night in our house yeah so what we do now is some random Saturday in December we all show up at their house at like 7 a.m and do breakfast and presents yeah that's kind of what I was so going like to say like, yeah we've yeah, been totally been. flexible yeah, the Adcock Christmas could be on December 25th. Yes. It could be December 29th. It could be, it's just whenever everybody can be there. I'm like, I don't want to put pressure on you guys. Do what you want to do. And we'll have Christmas when we can have Christmas. Um, oh my goodness. We can, I want to stay for another hour. Yes. Yes. Um, Kim is going to read a scripture over us. And then we will be dismissed, sadly, because we have kids to go, to go get stuff. Um, but this was such a great conversation. And we're actually going to talk about, like, maybe having a whole class period where we're just kind of talking about some of the, the classes that we've had. Maybe, like, discussion, like, a little, so we can kind of dig in a little bit more. Um, so... TBD on that, but um, Kim. I just want to end. I want to read the scripture, and I'm reading it to myself, too. I mean, Dawn and I both would sit here and tell you, we're not perfect. I mean, our relationship with our kids are not perfect by any means, but it's something that we we try and be intentional about because it's it's meaningful to us, and we love them, you Mm -hmm. know, and we want that relationship, but it's not all been smooth. I mean, we've worked through some things, you know, so... Um, this is from Colossians 3, 12 through 15. It says, God has chosen you and made you his holy people. He loves you. So your new life should be like this. Show mercy to others. Be kind, humble, gentle, and patient. Don't be angry with each other, but forgive each other. If you feel someone has wronged you, forgive them. Forgive others because the Lord forgave you. Together, these things, together with these things, the most important part of your new life is to love each other. Love is what holds everything together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ that gives control your let the peace that Christ gives control your thinking. It is for peace that you were chosen to be in one body and always be thankful. Colossians three, twelve through fifteen. It was the easy to read verse. <laughs> that's that's what I like, the easy to read. <laughs> Anybody did not sign up on the list, it's right here.